film has been or will be released the greatest of all time. This show will find that film. This is the greatest film of all time, according to me. But, Brandon. Welcome back to the greatest film of all time, according to me, for another week. I am your intrepid me, Brandon Maynard. It's the show where we delve into the depths of film to crown an undisputed champion. <laughs> I don't know what I did there. I tried to make it more interesting. I failed. You're welcome. I'm trying things. Give me credit for trying. I'm M. Night out here. You know, I'm trying to do things my own way. Everyone else is doing podcasts where they say stuff that they mean or are trying to say. <laughs> they speak coherently. They have like a premise that's like uh, cool and people want to listen to. Give me credit for not doing that. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of giving someone credit for trying, we're going to watch the movie Avatar. They tried. Actually, they did it. They made a long-ass movie uh, that is Fern Gully in space, but blue. So that's cool. <laughs> Okay, so I saw this movie in theaters in 3D. It was, I liked it, okay? I'll say that I had a great time. It was a great experience. You you feel like you're entering this other world. It's really, really cool and interesting. I like, I'm, I kind of like 3D movies. I think they're a novelty, clearly, but there is something to it. And I, I thought that when I watched this movie. And then when it came out on Blu-ray, I bought it. I watched it and I was mad <laughs> without the spectacle. There is not a lot to this movie. So I guarantee James Cameron has probably uh, in the new one that is streaming right now, amped it up. He's found a new cool way to do something with, with these movies and you know, good for him. Um, I will watch them. I'm sure I will because it was nominated for an Oscar and I feel like if it's nominated, I got to watch it and, Unfortunately, <laughs> I have to because it's in my head that I have to. Now, is that always true? No, I didn't watch them all last year. <laughs> is that true? Um, I feel like I missed like Drive My Car or something because it was like three hours in a different and it's a foreign language film. And I'm just like, dude, I don't have that in me. Um, but what I do have in me apparently is to watch Avatar. Uh, I'm at least watching Avatar, the first one uh, again. And I will eventually watch Avatar Way of Water. I don't know if it's going to be for this episode or not. If you have six hours to kill, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's going to be a tall task for me to even pull off just Avatar by itself. Luckily, my wife has zero interest in watching this with me. So I can space it out as I want. I can walk, run on the treadmill for 30 minutes and watch 30 minutes of uh, Ferngolian space with Smurf colors. Um, it is Ferngully, right? Ferngully is like, it's like the, the fairies in the, the forest. Are they fairies? I don't know. Um, and like, there's like a construction guy. It is like, so in Avatar there, there's a guy that's in the military that is inhabiting the body of a Navi or did they create one? I think they created one, but then like, isn't there like a hookup scene <laughs> with like hair entanglement. Look, I don't know uh, the genetics of whether or not they could produce an offspring with this avatar 
Uh, but I'm pretty sure that I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's stupid. Uh, <laughs> so he's there. They're trying to get unobtainium. Do not get me started. Um, because I will talk about it later because I hate it so much. Unobtainium. It's a, a mineral mineral they're trying to get or some kind of substance, whatever. Ferngully. It's it's oil, right? It's the exact same thing. It's Ferngully, but he, I guess in Ferngully, is he really? He's not in charge. Does he start to work against them? I don't know. Is there an element where he's like, oh, well, now I'm a fairy. I like being a fairy. <laughs> Maybe he is. Uh, if if so, then, you know, same thing. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe it's like, the, you know what, here, here's what it is. Avatar is Ferngully in space plus Departed because, you know, he's on the end he's a undercover and he's starting to like go I don't know he doesn't go full on the other side and departed some other movie <laughs> with smurf coloring I don't know I I didn't like this on the rewatch it's too long without the spectacle the the story is thin despite how long of a film this is uh I have a feeling it's the same way in the second I I'm going to do my best <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to think of ways to make this uh, an enjoyable episode for all of us. Um, you know, unlike normal. Uh, and I guess, uh, I guess that's it. Let's just get to it. I, I've picked out a song that I think is very apropos. I guess I used that right. Whatever. Here's the song I picked. <laughs> get it <laughs> i'm so clever i'm so clever but i think the the thing i like best about me is how humble i am about it you know all right let's go get the uh, unobtainium and you know the hair hair sex and all that fun stuff over in pandora We're back. We did it. We watched Avatar uh, between the recording of the intro of this um, and this part. <laughs> well, you heard that little sting of music. Uh, I not only watched Avatar, but I watched a ton of Jury Duty. Like all of it. So if you haven't watched it yet, this comes out a lot later than I'm recording it. But, you know, tough, tough shit. Uh, it's uh, it's rad. I hope you don't know anything well, that's not true. I hope you know what the premise is because that's all you really need to know. Um, it's a, it's it's rad. I don't know why it worked so well. Um, I'm not sure why they were able to pull it off, but I liked it. Should I have done this intro? Uh, should I have done this in the intro? <laughs> like, I shouldn't like, oh, uh, let's talk about a movie and then I play a, a little musical sting and then I don't talk about it for a while. That seems stupid. Maybe it should be part of the intro. Hey, you know what? Maybe next week I'll I'll talk about something. I don't know if I'll have anything. So maybe I won't. Is this the end of the show? Is this podcast over? <laughs> um I don't know. 
it's my show. Leave me alone. Stop listening. I, I want to be alone. I want to talk about James Marsden now. <laughs> First off, James Marsden. So he's in jury duty, not an avatar. Uh, playing a douche version of James Marsden, perfection. Uh, there are people in the show jury duty that made it, would have made it impossible to work on me. Uh, like Sewage Joe from Marks and Rex on it. I knew uh, Kirk Fox is his name. Uh, he was on, I think, Last Comic Standing, too. So, like, I I, I would have known who he was. Uh, Lisa Gilroy took the stand. I wouldn't have been super confident. I think I was pretty sure. I told my wife, I was like, that's Lisa Gilroy. She's like, who's that? <laughs> uh, so I looked her up, and yes, it was her. But then the big one for me, Action Santa from the I Think You Should Leave sketch, uh, being the racist at the bar. I... I that just would have stunk too. Cause that would have been like a weekend that someone figured it out or at least like, I don't know. What would I think? I, I mean, I wouldn't think, Hey, every single person here is an actor and I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. That would have been kind of interesting. Um, I hope they were able to do another season before debuting this. Uh, that's the only way it's going to work, but yeah, it's a freebie show, which is, Hey, annoying. Because of the name, but uh, I think it's just an Amazon Prime show that has ads. <laughs> uh, what else is new with me? <laughs> I've been so there's this new thing that I've been doing. <laughs> if you've seen the movie Elvis, uh, I think it's I think it was fine. I think he was good at Elvis. I think Baz Luhrmann is really interesting with his choices. He's going to make me watch. Um, the Great Gatsby, even though I had no interest because I, I read it and I think it's a well-written, boring book. Um, and I saw the movie with, I think, Robert Redford. So I'm like, what do I need this for? Uh, I think it's for the spectacle. That's what I'm going to do. But anyways, watching Elvis, I had, I've got it in my head that every now and then I talk like Tom Hanks does in in that movie and my wife hates it and I love it. So I talk to my daughter like that. <laughs> my girl, we're the same. You and I, <laughs> she, I don't know. I, it, I'm not going to stop, but <laughs> there, we might hit a breaking point with my wife. Anyways, that has nothing to do with this. Uh, I just was top of my mind because I, I, I said it to myself as I was setting up. Um, and I literally said it to myself. I was talking to myself as if was, I was my boy. Um, so Avatar, uh, the other thing I watched in 30 minute chunks <laughs> to potentially different results. Let's set the stage, shall we? Um, we meet Jake Sully. He's a paraplegic former Marine uh, who is given the opportunity to take part in the Avatar program on the planet Pandora after his twin brother is murdered. They needed his exact genetic makeup for the Avatar already grown and developed. Uh, what a coincidence. <laughs> uh, but hey, the movie says as much. Um, they're like, how lucky is it that the guy's a twin and a former Marine? The scientists don't like that he's a Marine, uh, but you know. At least they don't have to waste the avatar they grew. To, I don't know. Uh, 
Um, so Jake gets to Pandora. He's introduced to the machine that allows him to control this genetically engineered body of a Navi, the indigenous species of Pandora. Uh, and he immediately, as soon as he's in it, he, he runs around when they tell him not to. Sip check. Oh, sip and time check, because that's what we do here. Uh, it's 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday. It's actually Memorial Day weekend on Sunday. <laughs> and clearly, 7.30, too early. But sipping on coffee. No topa cheeks. Um, I don't know if I've used the my new slang term for topo chico uh, hard seltzers yet, uh, but I've been calling them topa cheeks. So... You're welcome. Where is my fucking ad money, Topo Chico? Okay, I I talk about you every week because uh, now that I'm an adult, <laughs> quote unquote, uh, that with a child that I can't just kind of get hammered. Also, I'm on a diet. I have like one Topo Chico, and I sort of feel a buzz because I'm eating so few calories. Um. So now it's just drawing out these two packages, two packages, two boxes, two cases. It's not case. Case is 24. Whatever. Two two boxes of beer. <laughs> Heart seltzer. I'm sipping on coffee. Um, got a little Nespresso, a little coffee in it. It's like a, what's the word for that? Isn't there a word? Um, red eye? Is that, is that with a coffee and espresso? I don't know. This is the only way I can drink coffee now because I did it at a previous job I held and now I do it all the time. And uh, I don't regret it. It's great. It also tastes like Snickers. That's right. I'm a child at heart. And um, with most things most things that I do, uh, like a, technically I'm a grown adult, but am I? My boy. Um, let's go back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the the whole first part of this movie it feels like the beginning of a video game they're all like take it slow, slow you gotta learn he's like running around in training mode uh, but there are also times where it feels like I'm watching the intro of a movie at a ride like, like at Disney World or at Universal like explaining what the context is for this ride I'm about to go on um, and it doesn't help that it looks like a video game it, it used to look great. Like this thing does not look great anymore. It doesn't look bad. Like it doesn't look comically bad or anything. The world looks fake, beautiful, but fake like a video game. The Navi look like, like an old video game. I, I don't know. Um, so Jake meets uh, Dr. Grace Augustine. Uh, played by, oh, why didn't I write her name down? Because you know you're not going to remember it. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it, man. Let's open up Chrome. I've been told that uh, you don't hear the little beep, so I don't feel bad doing it. I only feel bad because I ramble. Sigourney Weaver. Dr. Grace Augustine is Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> um, and then Colonel Miles Quatrich. Um, that's, uh, Stephen Lang. They have, uh, you believe this? I don't know if you can believe this. The scientist and the, the military man have contrasting, uh, attitudes towards the Navi. <laughs> Grace wants to help them. Colonel wants to 
work out and eat way too many calories for a scenario like this to maintain body mass. Oh, and, and uh, kill them. Uh, dude is a war criminal. Fun, right? Also, lots of war criminals that are underneath him that do not question orders. Uh, they'll probably say, well, there's no war crimes. It's a different planet. And I'd say, wow, monster. Um, <laughs> so Jake uh, begins work training as an avatar driver. Uh, and he's doing it as part of the science team. Um, but he's also reporting back to uh, the military uh, presence there. Uh, one day he's he's lost and he's stuck out there overnight when Natiri. <laughs> it's written down. They say it a good amount of times. I still, it didn't click how I say it, but Natiri, she's a Navi warrior. Uh, my headphones just went out. <laughs> um, Siri, <laughs> Siri started talking to me. Hey, there's no way that picked up, but it was really loud in my headset and it confused me. Um, I, I don't even think, did I say something that sounded like her name? Um, didn't like that. Okay. Um, that's weird. Cause Siri is also technically my laptop, but I've never had it pop up and yell at me <laughs> during a show. And I, I'd probably say like, uh, or does it sound like it? I know Alexa does it. Yeah. She started, uh. She's listening, but I, I didn't give her the time of day. Hard to get, right? Oh, no, I lost where I was. was. Oh, so he's lost out there. Um, Neytiri, she's a Navi warrior. Oh, my gosh. It's doing it again. <laughs> Something in that last little bit makes Siri want to talk. But me saying the, just the name, nothing. Um, she, Neytiri... Oh, that sounds a little bit like it. Yeah, I'm going to say that name less. Um, we're going to go ahead and say her real name, which is Zoe Saldana <laughs> from now on. So Zoe saves him from uh, dangerous wildlife, uh, then yells at him for being a baby. Um, the, the reason she does, she's, she starts to kill him, but there's some sort of sign along the way that keeps uh, Zoe from uh, killing Jake. <laughs> Who is Sam Worthington? I think that's his name. Sam yep, Sam Worthington. Um, some kind of sign. It's like a little floating spore thing. So I guess she has to show him the ropes of being a Navi now. I, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Uh, she takes her. To, she takes him to the Navi home tree thing, where he meets the clan, begins to learn their ways and culture after you know being viewed as a outsider and a threat correctly. Um, so he's training to be one of them, even though he's an alien. It's, it's actually like kind of cool. They think he's a sky person who has the same general appearance as them. I think the big miss in logic here is there's no way we humans think, Oh, maybe we should learn how to become them before we invade. Like guys, we're fucking invading and calling them enemies without so many hoops to jump through. But it's a movie, so we keep going. And uh, Jake gradually gains the trust in Navi, becomes more entrenched in their society, and naturally he starts to question his loyalty. Uh, this is uh, Fern Gully. Um, <clears throat> now comes uh, time to take 
the land because there is something underneath the the soil and underneath the big tree. Uh, Colonel Crossfield, he wants to fight. Fern Sully <laughs> wants to convince them to move. Uh, but Colonel Crossfit, he can't wait to fight. Well, that, truthfully, he's going to stand and drink coffee <laughs> as people shoot most of the movie. It's so weird, like to see someone in like a fighter jet and then a guy just standing next to them with coffee. It doesn't feel right. Like it should be like Top Gun, where they both are in a seat. <laughs> like it, it doesn't and. I, I don't know. Maybe you can drink coffee on a fighter jet. I just don't see that. As <laughs> wouldn't you spill it? <laughs> it's just a coffee mug. I don't know. Is it the the little thing stuck out to me and it drove me crazy? I think he just wanted to hold a mug so he could flex on camera. This is my this is my theory. Is that he's like, why would you cover this up? Um. So there's hemming and hawing. Uh, Jake's taken out of his avatar because he tries to destroy the thing uh, the like bulldozer thing in the, in the forest uh, this feels exactly like Fern Gully I haven't seen it in a long time and I won't but maybe maybe as, a, as Marcy gets older we'll watch Fern Gully and I'll, I'll circle back with you people on this um, but somehow he convinces uh, Phoebe's brother Giovanni Rubisi to let him try diplomacy I honestly, I don't know why he agrees because uh, he clearly doesn't care about them, but um, he does. He, he keeps calling them like savages. It feels like uh, not even a slight uh, take on, oh, I got a text from my wife. I wonder if it's, you want to come wake her with me? You know what? I'm going to go wake up my daughter and uh, we're going to take an unprecedented second break before we do that. I think I've done it once, but we're doing it now. We're back again. Uh, daughter is awake. I'll say this. Um, there's like, this was not obviously not a day that I had to work. This is not a job. I don't get paid anything. Unfortunately, I wish it was a job. It'd be really great. It'd be great to get paid for something that I do this, uh, bad, <laughs> but, um, the, being able to like work from home and being able to like wake her up every morning is just awesome. And like every, almost every nap, if I'm not in a meeting, I'm there helping wake her up. It's just like, that's a lot better than like, hey, I'll run to the break room or some shit. I, I hate the office. I don't ever want to go back. Um, never doing it. <laughs> it's easy to say now when I, there's no threat of it, but hey, whatever. Um, I forget what I was saying exactly. I think I, even at the time, I listened back to the last couple seconds. I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, it, it This is like an allegory for um, like Native Americans and uh their invasion and wiping out like they're not even like hinting at it they're like using the same words like savages and stuff so um the diplomacy doesn't work they don't trust jake sully scully sully uh so the big battle comes and he will of course fight on the side of the navi 
Uh, they destroy this giant tree with missiles and kill tons of people. Uh, that's not the end. They need to destroy the Tree of Souls, too. So Jake calls on their deity to help them in the fight. Uh, I wish I remembered the name. I should have wrote it down. Uh, he tells Zoe Saldana, uh, tells him that it won't work. But, you know, he does it in the end just in case. And he manages to bond with the, oh, that, like the big winged animal. Last Shadow, I think that's what it was. Uh, whatever it, it was called. Uh, despite only five people ever doing it before, uh, we knew he was going to do it, right? As soon as they said that only five had done it, including her grandfather, he Jake was going to do it. I look... He just learned this body. I I just I don't buy that he would be this equipped to <laughs> use it, especially given I I'm not sure how long he hasn't been able to use his legs in the real world. But you'd think that there's no atrophy, obviously, because it's a new body. But you still wouldn't feel comfortable that quickly. I I think he should have struggled more. Um. So they, the battle starts and the deity helps them. They bring all the animals from across the planet, question mark, or just the area to help them win the fight, even though lots of people die before that. <laughs> the deity should have showed up a little bit uh, sooner. Uh, and they win. Uh, they kill Colonel CrossFit. And finally, after the battle is won, uh, Jake migrates his personality from his human body into the avatar's body because now he's full on Navi. Uh, humans leave except a couple who don't get to live in avatar bodies and we're living happily ever after until the next movie. <sighs> Research. Uh, so James Cameron waited on the technology to catch up to make this film. Uh, I forget the exact date. I didn't write a lot of stuff down this time. Um, but he, I think it was in the, like the nineties, like after Titanic, you want to make this, but he couldn't make it look good. And he said that CGI characters like Gollum, King Kong or Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, made him decide it was time to make Avatar. I think if he waited a little bit longer, it would look even better. But I think at the time, it, I mean, it looked, it looked good. Um, they created a language for the Navi, which I did know without looking that up. I, I think the same person has done it for a few other things. Maybe the Dothraki, or there are a couple weird linguistics, ling, linguistics people out there that just keep making languages. I want one. Maybe that's my new goal. I'm going to write something that they have to create a language for. <laughs> Some some nerd at USC is going to make me a language. All in all, it was like a big passion project for him that uh, he did a lot of work on. I think for its time, it was a feat, the actual production, the effects, not to mention the, the 3D immersive feel of it. Unfortunately, it doesn't really feel as innovative to me now. Time isn't always kind to this, but I, I genuinely do want to see what wave water looks like. I'm sure there's been updates and Plus, dude goes back in the water, right? He loves the water. 
And I, I don't know if you noticed, I didn't watch Way of Water and I didn't think about it because I, I couldn't. <laughs> it comes out after this episode drops because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, so I will watch it eventually. I don't know if I'll do it for the show or just talk about it. We'll see. I don't know. It feels weird to waste three hours watching that movie and not have it waste an hour or more where I talk about it, but whatever. Uh, awards. I I knew this had a bunch of nominations. Um, it won three Oscars for cinematography, visual effects, and art direction. Uh, I have no problem with any of those. It, it got Best Picture and Director nominations where he famously lost to his ex-wife, uh, Catherine Bigelow, for The Hurt Locker. I can't say much for whether the Hurt Locker is worthy because I didn't watch it. Um, Avatar obviously shouldn't have won Best Picture. I, I think even if that I means just no chance. But you could convince me he was worthy of Best Director. Although another uh, podcast and, and current top five placer, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Tarantino was nominated for best director. I would say I would go with him over James Cameron, I think, but I, I don't know. Ah, both auteurs. Hmm. That's fun. And it's a word that I use without totally knowing the definition. And I feel good about that. Uh, that's kind of it. They, they're nominated for a bunch of stuff. Um, Mostly technical feats. I don't think screenplay. I didn't look. Or I didn't remember seeing screenplay. It would be weird that anyone read the screenplay and was like, yeah, Ferngully, but longer. I guess they don't know if it's longer for just from the page count, but you get, you're pretty sure. It does not appear. Let's see. I'm going to guess that it was... Tarantino for screenplay. Nope. Hurt Locker won that too. Do I have to watch Hurt Locker? Yeah, it wasn't nominated. Hurt Locker, A Serious Man, and Glorious Bastards, The Messenger. No idea. And Up. Love Up. This movie, The Messenger, I have no clue. <laughs> Woody Harrelson and Ben Foss. I've no, what is this movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not watching it. Um, why is this my favorite movie and thus the greatest film of all time? Uh, the first time I watched it, it was an experience. The story I forgot largely because the broad strokes, uh, besides the broad strokes, um, but the experience of Pandora, I remember well. I think the world building was great. I think that at the time it even looked great. Uh, as I've said, I don't think it does now, but I don't want to hold that against it um, necessarily. Uh, I'm, now, obviously, I'm pretty flippant in saying that this movie is just Fern Gully again, which is true. Uh, but besides the general premise, I do like that Cameron made an original thing. I don't think you can say this dude didn't try to build a world with this. Uh, it goes in hand in hand with the the last point I made, but I want to make it clear I prefer the, someone to do something new and original. I want the non-original, I watch the non-original stuff all the time, but I love it when it is. Like, I can watch five disposable comedies or action movies or whatever, but I'd, I'll watch every single M. Night movie 
in most James Cameron movies. I didn't watch Battle Angel, although he only wrote that. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna watch that movie. It looks not good. Uh, <laughs> I look, I do good stuff. I look, and look, I got trash taste, but sometimes you want something fancy, you know. Um, uh, why else? Uh, Pandora is cool. I remember going to Disney World after the movie came out and they were working on the Avatar part of Animal Kingdom. And I actually never got to go to it. We used to go to Disney every year in like November. My mom loved how it was decorated for Christmas. I loved how it was also. But then I liked Disney World. We never went like as kids. We went one time maybe. Uh, yeah, once. But we didn't go regularly or anything. And it's just like a fun... It's fun to be a kid, even though yeah, I was in my 20s and I could drink at Epcot and drink at the pool, at the Pirates of the Caribbean themed pool. Um, but yeah, I never got to see actual Pandora at the park, but you could see it high above a fence and like in the trees. It was cool. Maybe one day I'll take Marcy to see it. Maybe I won't. We'll see if her report card is good. <laughs> I don't know. Why? Uh, isn't this my favorite movie and thus the greatest film of all time? Unobtainium didn't say it earlier, but uh, that's what they're trying to get. It's they're trying to get unobtainium from beneath the soil. You don't work on a movie premise like this for twenty years and then give me this. I don't like. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm so mad. I lose some words from sentences out of madness. Do, do I have space dementia? <laughs> um, it just doesn't hold up for me. Um, it doesn't survive the test of time from a visual perspective, and the story can't can't carry it. The, the characters can't really. I uh, you get a little bit of Sully in that. Look, he lost his brother, and he is wounded. I we don't know a dang thing about Zoe Saldana, really. We we don't know anything about the Navi other than like they're connected to the world around them. Like I don't have enough backstory on anybody, and it's kind of important. Like I don't am I rooting for him? I don't. I mean, I get I am because I'm rooting against destroying a planet for no reason, but I'm not rooting for him especially. Like I'm just I I'm just rooting for the Navi. <laughs> um. Uh, what else? It's uh, uh, the big one. It's too long. <laughs> it's not exciting or compelling enough uh, most of the time. It doesn't earn the runtime. I know that I, it took a lot of money and, a t- and time to make it. Y- you hate to cut too much of it, but like, you gotta, Jim. <laughs> you just gotta. Favorite quotes? Psych. We're not done with things that aren't my favorite. We hear not in the we're not in Kansas anymore, uh, you know, like it's been a million times. I hate it every single time, uh, except Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the only time I'll ever like it, and I'm, I don't think I have seen it used, is maybe like someone's on a road trip and they like fall asleep in Kansas, and then they wake up. And they're like, where are we? Oh no, sorry, we're not in Kansas anymore. Only acceptable thing. It has to be specifically not because they're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, actual quotes. Hmm. I did laugh when 
uh, Jake says they were calling him some word and it means moron. It's not great or anything, but I laugh. It's the only quote I can vaguely remember. Um, not a quotable movie for me. Nah, not even a little. Uh, closing thoughts. It was good to see yet another Michelle Rodriguez film. <laughs> so with I just watched all of Fast and Furious, obviously. I've, I've spoken on it at length uh, with my wife. And I just watched Dungeons and Dragons. And she's awesome in it. I like that movie. I thought it was great. Chris Pine, uh, Treasure, and other people in the movie whose names I don't totally know. <laughs> great. Ray Jean Paul is in it. That's it. Um, I think the natural next step, given all of this, Michelle Rodriguez, is to uh, watch Lost. Full full Lost rewatch. Should I make it a spinoff? I should I should make a spinoff podcast where I just watch Lost and talk about it, right? I really want to do it. The greatest show of all time, according to me. So should we just watch Lost and say it's number one each week? <laughs> Thoughts on this. Um, I like seeing the guy from Dodgeball and Grandma's Boy. I predict we see more of him coming up. The the like scientist nerd guy who plays in nerd developer nerd and uh just nerd nerd right what is is he just the nerdy guy in dodgeball i guess he is uh at the very least i'm gonna watch dodgeball on the show i don't think grandma's boy is anywhere gonna be gonna be anywhere close to the top five but doesn't mean i don't want to watch it again because it holds a special place in my heart for some reason and i can't get out of this cadence uh honestly that's kind of it as far as avatar goes no, there's no chance you would have heard me say a bad word about this movie in 2009. I thought it was like a spectacle. I thought it was really cool. Immersive, very rich world that like just felt awesome. Like it, it was an experience. Uh, in 2010, you maybe did hear me say bad things about this because it wasn't in 3D. And largely, I think it's a successful film that maybe I don't care about very much. And I, and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That it's, it's okay. Yes. It's time for the top five. So last week, number five, what, which way should we go? Look, we know it's not going to be in it, but let's go. Let's start at the top. <laughs> uh, last week's number one was interstellar. Do I think avatar is better? Than Interstellar. Um, no. <laughs> it's, uh, Interstellar looks so much better than this movie. <laughs> the world building, like to watch Interstellar and then watch this, the way the world looks is like, it's, it's so much different. Now there are like magical parts of Pandora that would keep it from looking quote real. But like, even if you're just looking at trees and stuff, it looks more like like King Kong. Uh, like, it just doesn't look real. <laughs> I don't know. It's not better than Interstellar. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, maybe in after the amount of time that's been since 2009. Let me do the math. Four. Fourteen. <laughs> 
Maybe after 14 years, I'll go back and go, you know what? Is that the right number? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a year. Maybe I'll say, yeah, it, it doesn't look as good. <laughs> but I will say the story is better. So no, it's not better than that. I've already touched on this, but number three in Glorious Bastards, it's better than uh, Avatar. It's better written for sure. I don't I don't want to say it's better directed. I don't know how to say that. These are two wildly different things. The spectacle, the way he put it together, James Cameron was a feat. And Tarantino made a good movie that looked good. <laughs> All that being said, Avatar loses. Uh, number four, Hot Fuzz. Uh, does not have nearly the um, budget, the production budget. Doesn't have the CGI, but what it does have is friggin' Simon Pegg and Nick Frost doing cool stuff and being funny. So, Hot Fuzz ones. Number five, Top Gun Maverick. I've tried to, you know what? I forgot to give this movie any kind of rank, so I don't know where it lands in the, the grand scheme of things. So, I'm gonna figure it out now. Uh, it's not better than Top Gun Maverick. Do I think it's better than Top Gun? Because I think Top Gun is cool, looks cool, not good movie. Not a there's not a lot of meat to that story. Kind of um as I've said before, a 90-minute music video. And this is not a great story. But it is a story. <laughs> there is a love story that I guess I believe a lot more than Top Gun. At the time, it was beautiful. Now, I don't know that it is. Whereas Top Gun still is because it's just raw footage of, you know, flying. (laughs) Is Avatar better than Top Gun? Hmm. It almost seems silly not to say yes. Like, this was nominated for Oscars, and I think some of them, most of them, at least one or two of them, deservedly. I'm going to say that I probably end up putting Avatar over Top Gun. And I don't remember where Top Gun is in my list. I'm not pulling it up now. I've wasted enough time pulling things up on my computer. Let, let it lie, people. Um, that's the top five, unchanged from last week. Top five scenes, also unchanged. We have number five, the Rocky Stairmaster, a.k.a. the training montage scene from Rocky. Number four, the French Dairy Waltz a.k.a. interrogating the French dairy farmer with Christoph Waltz from Inglourious Pastors. Number three, from 500 Days of Summer, Expectations vs. Reality. Still think about this scene. Still think about how I hate this movie, but still think about this scene. And that's even weirder to me. Uh, number two, Everything Everywhere All at Once, the fanny pack fight scene. It's rad still. And number one, saw it as a meme recently. I forget what it was. But they used him crying watching the videos from the video letters from home. Interstellar scene. Matthew McConaughey crying. It's good. It's great stuff. Gets me. This week's top five eulogy. There's no backing track because I didn't think of one. (laughs) Obviously, it's for Avatar. Ladies and gentlemen, we gather here today to... Someone getting married. (laughs) 
to bid farewell to a film that left us with mesmerizing visuals and a sprawling world, James Cameron's Avatar. Now, I'll try to keep the eulogy under three hours because, like this film's runtime, it didn't earn that much time. Avatar made history with its groundbreaking visual effects that it kind of borrowed from three other things I mentioned earlier, introducing us to a new era of 3D filmmaking. And then, you know, closing that era. It was a cinematic spectacular spectacle with stunningly realized creatures creatures, landscapes that sort of looked real and transported us to a realm beyond our wildest dreams. Because sometimes we dream and most of them are about the real world. They might like look a little off. Like this is my house. I mean, I think it's it in the dream. I felt like it was my house, even though it's not my house. And then we all kind of forgot it. (laughs) I honestly shouldn't have even brought it up. Now the movie, can we talk about how they filmed like five more of these already? That's wild, right? I mean, yeah, I'll watch every single one of these dumb things, but that doesn't make it not wild. Farewell, Avatar. May your legacy continue to inspire future filmmakers to push the boundaries of what's visually possible by waiting decades and having other people come up with the tech first, but maybe with a slightly shorter runtime. That's it. Um, Goodbye, Avatar. (laughs) I watched you. I've been talking about watching you again for a long time. I've done it. And that was that was enough. Um, time for Armageddon this off my chest, aka Brooks Corner. Both films have space. They both have a military presence. I would go so far as to say both films had someone who suffered from space dementia. We're going to sit here and pretend Colonel CrossFit is not losing his mind in the end. He is space dementia no one says it because i here's here's my theory in 2009 it wasn't pc to say space dementia anymore you just couldn't say it to him and and i don't know if there's a word in navi for it and that's the other big problem um but there's a big difference here i'm saying it's big i hate to say it but avatar doesn't have mr cooper or eddie griffin People don't talk about this enough and we need to address it. And now it's been addressed and that's the end of the segment. <laughs> so I, I have a new segment because this show's not long enough. Um, <clears throat> it has nothing to do with movies. <laughs> uh, I'm tentatively t- titling this segment this week in country music, according to me, uh, so it, I was at a concert with my sister and at, and talking about it and, and talking about the the last time I, I listened to a, a song on the show. I'm going to listen to a new country song live on the show every week. <laughs> live. I'm, broad, I'm Obviously, I'm broadcasting live, uh, clearly. So she sent me a, a song recommendation. It was called Settle Me Down by Josh Abbott Band. So I'm going to pull it up now. I should have had this ready, but I didn't want to accidentally play it or anything and actually hear it before. I've never heard this song before. And if I have, I don't know what it is. To okay, sounds like country music. And 
My shelter, I guess. What's not at the top of the world without you there beside me? Now there ain't no good in without you. You gotta love yourself. Settle me down when I go too far, when I burn too fast, when I lose my way. Hold on to me, whisper to my soul, but my heart and knees were about to break. Always got the way that matters. You still love Okay. I don't think it's bad. I I like the general thesis of the song. Oh, speaking of, my sister, she just sent me a text saying that Theo Vaughn cracks her up. Speaking of Theo Vaughn, I want him back on the challenge. He hasn't been on in a while. I love the challenge. Want me some Theo Vaughn? I want someone that would be, like, fun. A lot of these people have become pretty, like, I'm here to win this thing. Which, I get it. That's the pur- purpose of it, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, this has nothing to do with Theo Vaughn. This is a song called Settle Me Down by Josh Abbott Brand- Band. Um... It sounds. It doesn't sound like what I usually like listening to right now, as far as country music goes. I like the like the sentiment though, and nothing egregious in any of the thing. Any of the lyrics I'm reading right now. So I'll say, hey, I'll probably listen to this song more than once. Thanks, Danielle. Um, I don't think that one was written by AI, and you're welcome. <laughs> All right, next up is the next up segment. <laughs> we are uh, we're doing a movie I know almost nothing about. It mi- I might know literally nothing, especially if I'm wrong about one thing, because that's what I know. Uh, this one was recommended recommended to me by my friend Nate a while back, and I finally decided to listen to him. If you're listening, Nate, uh, I put this off until it felt weird to keep doing so. Um, that's right, we're doing. The Robert Redford film? Jeremiah Johnson. Honestly, no idea. I can't I can't wait to record the intro next week because I'm already out of things to confidently say, and I didn't even confidently say anything yet. I I have theories and it could I could be wrong. I'm honestly a little worried to say <laughs> what I think it is because I, I don't want to be wrong about something that I know people that I'm friends with, like, and I just, just is a huge blind spot for me. But until next week, we'll uh, play it out. It's like the last line. All right. Bye.